I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You're the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Uh, hello, Loretta. Anybody out there joining us live, we're glad you're here. Feel free to jump in on the conversation. You're going to enjoy this. Nikki Koziars has been on the Life Today broadcast show, and we always enjoy talking to her. Uh, and I've got her now on Life Today Live, just on the Internet, for you guys watching these interviews. Uh, and uh, she's got a new book. She's a wonderful writer, speaker, uh, won some awards. And this is her... Uh, latest book called Your New Now. Uh, and she's talking about those times in life that we all hit where you kind of, you feel like maybe a chapter's ended, a new one's starting, or you're stuck where you're at and you feel like you maybe, you know, you're not reaching all that you should be doing. You just kind of feel stuck. Well, we're going to walk through some of that and maybe make sense of it. Hello, Judy. I'm uh, glad. I hope you're feeling better today. Um, I love my, my people that are regulars here. Uh, Appreciate you guys coming back. Fun, Nikki. Welcome to Life Today Live. Good to see you again. Hi, Randy. Thanks for having me back on. I loved last time, and this is great. I love that we get to do this on live. Like it's kind of nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah. Not mess up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. There's no editing, so if you mess up, that's just what it is. So walk us a little bit through um, sort of the message in the book, maybe where it came from, because you you know you're one of the rules of writing is write about what you know. Uh, yeah. And so I'm, I'm sure you, there's some experiential things that made you go, okay, I need to put this on paper to maybe help some people through some of the things I've been through. But walk us through a little bit of some of this. Yes. So I tend to write on what I'm struggling with. Um, <laughs> I love to do a project that not only um, do I believe that the Lord will use to help others, uh, but I always start with myself. And so, yeah, a couple of years ago, I um, had walked through a really hard season of life. I lost my mom to a brain tumor. And then shortly after that, I lost my brother to suicide. Uh, the whole country went through this thing called a pandemic. And uh, life as we all kind of knew it was flipped upside down. My girls were getting older. Uh, my husband and I had also begun the process of adopting uh, three little boys. And life just looked like a big, like, what are we doing? <laughs> And I found myself a lot of days uh, waking up feeling lost, like I didn't know where I fit in, where I belonged in this season. And I was experiencing uh, what researchers call life quakes, uh, which is transition. And I think that the Lord allowed me to experience a lot of transitions all at once uh, so that I could sit down and work through this message. So Randy, one of the things that I really like to do as a Bible teacher is to take my struggles through the lens of God, through specifically a character in the Bible uh, that we can get behind and learn some lessons on how to overcome those struggles. And so I was led to study Moses. I love Moses, loved him my whole life. Uh, but I saw that Moses was a man who went through quite a few transitions yeah. in his life. Yeah. And he taught me some really important lessons about it. Yeah, it's interesting because it, Scripture is full of people going through transitions, facing hard times. So really, I mean, it's, you probably could have chosen quite a few different people 
uh, in Scripture. Um, so what, what was it necessarily that drew you to Moses? Because that's a, that's a long way off. That's a, in time and, and space and culture. Uh, how did you apply that to what you were going through? Yeah, great question. So other than Jesus in the scriptures, Moses is really the only one that we could study from birth to death to the and depth that we could along with Jesus. Hmm. And so there's so many parallels between Jesus and Moses. Uh, and that was one of the reasons why I was super drawn in. Now we could study someone like David for sure, Joseph. Uh, there's other people in the Bible that you could study from birth to death for sure, but not to the extent that we could with Moses. And so when I was studying the life of Moses, uh, before I even had decided to sit down and write this book, I really saw that Moses's life was kind of divided up in the, it's kind of like this neat order, right? It's like 40 years, 40 years, and 40 years. And so I looked into that and then I kind of was just playing around with this concept about the way that God works in our lives through seasons. And I know you know that, Randy, we were just talking about um, the various seasons that we've been in in ministry, you know, online and having to change gears and all those things. And so, uh, yeah, when I started to notice that, you know, God really cares about the seasons that we're in and that seasons come and seasons go, but God never changes in the midst of all that combined with Moses's story and my struggles, it was like, God just kind of let this light bulb go off. Mm. And I was able to see these truths through Moses's life. It's interesting you separate these seasons, not into winter, spring, summer, fall, but for other seasons. Talk us through some of those so that people maybe can see where they're at and relate to Moses and some of your experiences. Yeah. So the first season that we see Moses experience in the scriptures, and I just want to preface this by saying the way that I talk about this in the book, it's based on Moses's life. Uh, but we can find ourselves in multiple seasons at once and not necessarily in this order. So I just want to start <laughs> off by saying okay. that. Uh, I wish I could give you a perfect, neat little formula for your life and say it's going to go exactly like this, but we well, all know I mean, that. That's good to hear because we'll get to it, but the last season, I, would, <laughs> I would, wouldn't want someone to think, if I'm in that last season, the next step is death. So, yeah, I hear, oh, no, I no, hear no. We'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, so the first season that I saw in his life was the, season, the transition season of development. And so we saw that Moses was uh, a young boy uh, being placed, first of all, as a baby into the Nile River reeds. And we saw that God took him um, from being abandoned to being adopted by royalty. And so that was one of his first transitions in his life. Uh, but then Moses would spend 40 years growing up in the palace under an evil king, a pharaoh, and he would be taught to hate his very own people, the Hebrew people. And so we saw that even though Moses wasn't going to stay in that place in his life, that God used that season to uh, develop some of the things in his character that would later be used in his calling. Um, so you and I, you know, we experience development at various places um, in our lives. A lot of it does go back to our childhood. Okay, Randy, I have a question for you. I'm very <laughs> about this. What is something as a child that you played like creative play was something you played? Oh gosh. Um, it would, 
Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. Because <laughs> I, I grew up on land with a creek, and we used to build forts and climb trees and swing on vines. That's wow. Awesome. <laughs> okay. That's really interesting. And maybe we should have anyone who's watching this live right now go ahead and type into the chat box. What's something you played as a child? Okay. okay. Right. Now, this one might be challenging for me, Randy, because normally I can see it right away, but I've never had someone tell me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are clues from what we played, what we pretended to be as a child, and also some of the experiences that we had as a child that led into who we are as adults. So uh, for example, for myself, like one of the things that I was always doing as a child, I was always writing stories. I mean, constantly from the time I knew how to hold a pencil, that's what I did with my life. And uh, my friends and I would do plays, my cousins, like I was always directing the play, telling everyone what to do. Uh, and so I see so much of that play into what I am today. I'm curious, do you see the connection from Tom Sawyer to what you're well, doing? Well, you know, you know what it was? It was sort of the adventure thing. We would go exploring. Uh, and I have, I still to this day like like to travel, you know, before COVID, last trip uh, when I went to Ireland, I, I went, and my wife hates this, by the way. She was not with me because I was coming back from Angola from um, Mission Field. And I, I literally took a train from where we landed in London to Wales and then the ferry to Dublin. I didn't have a hotel booked. Uh, I, I rented a car when I got there. I didn't know where I was staying from night to night. I drove wherever I felt like driving and ex stopped wherever I felt like stopping, explored wherever I felt like exploring. Zero plans, just flying by the seat of my pants, uh, which gets you in trouble at times, but it's the idea of adventuring, I think, that you're seeing. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's super neat. So I would encourage anyone who just maybe, if you pop that into the chat box. Yeah, do you know what Do you know what Knights and Seekers is? That may be a Canadian thing. I don't like that. I don't, I don't know, but that's one of them that popped oh. up. She's from Canada, so I'm guessing here. Okay. We're going to throw you curveballs if you do this to us, Nikki. You know, okay, so. okay. <laughs> Oh, that's neat. Well, so anyways, all that to say, there are clues um, from your childhood as to who you are developing into even today. And then the second season that we see Moses walk through the transition season is a season of separation. And this is where uh, Moses unfortunately made the decision to kill the Egyptian because he was hurting one of his fellow Hebrews. And sometimes in our lives, uh, we make decisions that lead us into transition. Uh, and then other times, you know, transition just comes, right? Yeah. Like, it's just not something we get a new job, something happens, we have to move, um, a relationship ends, there's all kinds of things that can lead us to a season of separation. Uh, grief is also one of the greatest emotions in a season of separation. And uh, it's this is probably the least fun mm. of the transition seasons. But whenever God separates, uh, we see that it's a necessary thing. And it was necessary for Moses to experience um, transitioning from being a prince in a palace to being a shepherd in a field. Mm. And so God literally separated him from that whole experience of his childhood to shape and develop him into who he would become in the next season. And so the next season that we see uh, in Moses's life is the season of cultivation. Now, Randy, do you like new things? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> that, okay. that, that's a broad question. 
okay. Well, do you like new things when it comes to work stuff? Uh, well, sure. I mean, I started this and nobody made me do it. So. Yeah. Okay. So I would suspect that you enjoy the process of cultivating Hmm. new things in your life. I do too. I wake up every day and I think, what can I do that's different today? (laughs) I love change. I love things to be new. Um, But there's a lot of our friends listening today or watching this that don't like change. And uh, that's a very normal, I have a daughter that don't don't change anything about what she's eating, mm-hmm. her routine, nothing. She just wants it the same way every yeah. single yeah, day. Yeah, routine people, yes. I, I have a daughter like that as well. Yeah, yeah. And so cultivation, uh, we see this in Moses's life when God has this encounter with him at the burning bush. And uh, we see that God says, hey, there's a new assignment coming into your life and it's a big assignment. And I suspect that Moses was one that didn't like change and he fought this as much as he could. In fact, he told God multiple times, you're gonna have to find someone else. I don't wanna do this. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had a lot of excuses Mm -hmm. for the reasons, but God was saying, you're gonna be the one to lead your people out of Egypt. And um, God was cultivating something new. And so in our lives, you know, Randy, as we were talking earlier about, you know, all the changes with technology, uh, that's a place I see transition happen a lot with people. We've got to keep up with the changes and keep growing and, um, you know, finding what I was talking about before, finding where God is moving and join him there. And so it's a good season for us to navigate through as well. You know, with, with COVID, a lot of, not just individuals, uh, obviously a lot of individuals, even in the workspace, but churches too found out that, that they had to change and some were ready for it. Some were not, some were better at it than others. Uh, and some are trying to figure out what their new now looks like. And recently I was talking to some pastors, I like to survey them before I go on the air with them about how many people are coming back to the congregations, you know, and it varies across the country. But even in like California, I was talking to a pastor last week. He's saying, look, there you no know, people are coming back because they they want the connection. You've got people that, that have some health concerns that are staying online, but more people are coming back. And I said, is it the same people coming, just returning? He said, no, no, no. We got people that have never been in the church that are now looking for something more in their lives, a connection, a spiritual connection. They don't know exactly what they're looking for, but they're looking for something. So, I mean, I, I could see this playing out uh, in throughout the COVID season, not just in the church, but even just in the world, people going through a tough season of change uh, and not knowing what their new now looks like. Yes. That's the thing about transition. And that's a great example of when it catches us off guard, right? Mm. Like nobody saw that coming. <laughs> right. Um, and we could not have, you know, had a, a, a five step plan to save our lives. Like we could not have done that in that season. And, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I was actually part of one of those churches that actually ended during COVID. Oh, wow. Um, we were not able to uh, keep up with the changes. And it also, unfortunately, in our situation, uh, COVID kind of ripped a Band-Aid off of things, and uh, we were able to see a lot of things that um, were really unhealthy and not great. And so um, I'm one of those people that experienced that in the midst of COVID, and thankfully the Lord led us to a new church, and we're thriving again in a church, but that was really hard. And I think a lot of churches experienced that during 
COVID. Um, so that's encouraging to hear that people are coming back and yeah. and so, starting again. Yeah. So, um, well, let's let's hit the fourth season and then we'll kind of look at what do we what do we do with all of this, right? Yeah, yeah. So transition season number four is the one we were talking about before, and that's the finish season. And uh, just because we are finished with a season doesn't mean we're finished with our lives. Uh, you know, there comes a point where, you know, we finish things like we graduate from high school, we graduate from college, we finish a career, we start a new career, um, we finish raising our kids, right. or so we think, and then we keep raising them, you know? Yeah. Uh, so lots of different seasons are finished, and specifically with Moses, we see this uh, at the very end of his story where, uh, you know, unfortunately, he does not get to be the one um, to lead the Israelites into the promised land, but we see that he's a man who finishes well, and he transitions that authority and that leadership to Joshua, and it's a great example of how to finish a season well. So where do we, what do we do if we're, if someone's watching and they're like, all right, I'm in this season or I'm in the, I'm in these seasons in different aspects of my life. Uh, what, what do they need to know? Cause knowing, I guess identifying it is a step in the right direction, but then knowing what to do with it, that's, that's a little harder at times. Absolutely. Yes. Well, first of all, I would say this. If you don't, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't really know what season I'm in right now. We have a free assessment for you at NikkiCoziars.com slash freebies. And you can go on there right now and you can take that assessment and kind of discern with the Lord uh, what specific transition season that you're in. Randy, I think a lot of times people don't have the language to put what they're feeling like they're saying, I feel lost. I feel lonely. I don't know where I belong long right now um, but we don't really have the language for that season that we're in so go take that assessment that's the first thing i would say All right. and in the book i in every season we walk through some really practical things uh, that you can do uh, to not only just survive the season that you're in but that you can really thrive in the season that you're in uh, transition is not always a bad thing. Like there's some good things that God is teaching us in the midst of transition. But I don't know, like Randy, when I, when my girls were little, I feel like I, all I did was like, wish their lives away. I was like, hurry up and walk, hurry up and go to the bathroom, hurry up and feed yourself. Right. And that's kind of how we look at life sometimes. Like, hurry up, let's just get through this bad place. Let's just get through this sickness, get through this change, get through this job loss, and then then, then we'll move on with our lives. But researchers tell us that we spend between um, 12, every 12 to 18 months of our lives, we experience some type of transition. Hmm. So if every 12 to 18 months, we're just wishing our lives away, that's not living. That's not thriving in the here and the now. Uh, and so that's what we really do in the book is we walk you through like how to thrive in your today. You're right now. I don't talk anything about the future in this book. Um, and I, that was hard for me because I'm a let's dream. Let's have vision. Let's have plans. Um, but it's really just about learning to embrace your right here and your right now. Yeah. And that's not always easy. All right. A couple of follow up things with the audience. Um, the. the NikkiCoziars.com slash freebies. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. I'll put that in the chat. Uh, we got uh, several other games, Tag and Hide and Seek, Mother May I, a lot of the traditional ones, and an explanation of, of Knights and Seekers. It was Knights of the Round Table. 
Seekers of Truth, a game that she played when she was a kid, which I find very interesting because now she's on here listening to different people talk about the truth as they see it in Scripture. Uh, so I would say that the, this this Knights and Seekers playing Seekers of Truth as a child is still seeking truth uh, as an adult, which is pretty cool. Love that. All right, and then here's the other thing I want to ask you because this is a good question. Uh, uh, Chris talks about going, uh, transitioning out of a church after 38 years, which I did that last year after 19 years with a church that I really, really loved um, when we moved across town. So, and that's been a lot of what you're talking about right now. Uh, he says, I'm in a seizing of trusting God's plan and trying to let go of things, and it's not easy. When we're in transition, how important is it to know what to let go of? It's a, it's a hard thing to discern. Um, and so this idea of letting things go, I'm not really a fan of it. Okay. I'm just going to be honest. Okay. Like it sounds good, like just let it go, but how do you actually live that out? Mm-hmm. So kind of the posture that I have shifted my life to is what do I need to learn from this transition season, this place in my life? Um, Because in every season there are lessons. And here's the unfortunate thing. This is why therapists make so much money. Uh, If we don't handle the lessons in one season of our life, they will go with us into the next season and the next season and the next season. Like life is going to keep changing. And if we don't do what we need to do, so sometimes there's a process of forgiveness um, there's a process of grief, man. I learned that the hard way through losing my mom and my brother. Mm. I didn't deal with my grief and then my grief dealt with me. And so mm. we have to do what we need to do. Also, you know, on the flip side of things, uh, you know, if we're asking God to take us into a new season, uh, what are the things that you need to be doing to prepare right here and right now? You know, one of the things that my family were experiencing, we're, we're in this place of transition with our adoption. Um, these boys are legally ours, but we cannot physically get them home right now. Oh, wow. And it has been a very painful um, political issue that we've been working through. Um, but one of the ways that God's been helping me kind of settle my peace is what can I do right now here to prepare for what's coming? Um, so reading books, uh, educating myself, working on their room, you know, tangible things that I can do Mm -hmm. to prepare for them to come. But in all of our lives, there's things that we can be working on in our right here and our right now, and then be ready when God takes us to the next season. And that's, that's a lot of the answer, I think, to the question of, of when you're in that transition, uh, and you, you don't know, you talk about letting go. I think sometimes the context would be simply, um, letting the past be the past, you know, and, and, but yet the things that you're talking about, if you don't deal with some things, especially on the negative side, they'll just follow you. And you know, there's, unfortunately it's not formulaic. There's not just one answer for every situation. Um, when you get into the idea of, of discerning, okay, what, what do I need to do during this transition? What things do I need to hold too dearly and what things do I need to maybe hold to a little looser and what other things do I need to just, you know, uh, uh, know that that's finished, you know? And so uh, it's, you're not trying to drag Uh, it. Is it 
do you think it's more of what we do with it or, or more of what we sort of say, God, I know you're in control. I'm going to take one day at a time and seek you as best I can. I mean, is it? It's a yes. And yes. Right. So let's, okay. I think this would be great for us to hit on the finish season because this is where people struggle the most. Okay. Um, Of all the transition seasons, when I was talking to people, Randy, this is the one where we, most of the time we miss it. We don't even realize that we're in a place of being finished with something or someone um, in our lives. And I don't want to give anyone permission to just go, I'm finished with these people and just like cut them off. Okay. That's not what we're talking about right here. Um, But sometimes there are relationships that the Lord is saying, you've done all that you can do in this season of your life and you've given, and um, it's time to discern now that you're finished with that place in your life. But one of the things that I did, Randy, was I interviewed a woman who uh, was a, she was the, the women's minister of a very large organization for like 20 years. Mm. And she kind of had sensed that her season was coming to an end as the leader of that division. And so I was like, oh, let me pick your brain about this because I want to know. And so we sat down and I talked to her for over an hour and she kind of shared some of the things that I talk about in the book about how you kind of know you're finished. So one of the things that uh, she kind of sensed was the things that used to make her feel free and like excited we're now making her feel frustrated and so <laughs> yeah. there was there was a shift in that mm-hmm. um she was also running out of ideas to keep things moving forward and i have heard multiple leaders say that to me about knowing when their season was finished um you just get to the point where you're like i'm out of ideas i need the next joshua to come up here and take this into the next season mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like we need people to get us like one of my friends, she's a builder, but she's not a finisher. She's not. And she's fully admitted that. And so, you know, she's great at getting it going, but then she needs someone else to come in and actually finish it. Uh, Other things, you know, a lot of times people can see that we're done with something like uh, for a couple of years, I was really frustrated with one professional situation in my life. And my husband, he I mean, he kind of said to me, he's like, yeah, all you ever say is negative things about that. That's a clue. Hmm. Like there's not joy in that anymore. Uh, And so recognizing those places in us, I think, is incredibly important to be able to finish well. And the beautiful thing about finishing something, Randy, is that God does have more. Like the woman that I was telling you about now, she's transitioned into a whole new role. She is loving her life again, like thriving. She's growing. And that ministry is doing great. There was no like it's falling apart. It's over. It's like it's doing great. So transition can be a really good thing when you know how to finish something well. Yeah. And, and that's good to hear because I think the fear is, is when we've invested our time, our effort, our money into things, uh, we don't want to let it be finished because we're so invested in it. But the good news is that when we seek God first, truly and everything, and I don't want to put it on you if, if, cause you know, God, God's in control. It's, Sometimes I think we take too much credit and put too much pressure on ourselves for for certain seasons and things. But keeping him as a priority, when we allow something to be finished, we may not know what's next, but he does. And he's a good God. And when we can rest in that, we go, okay, I can let this finish and then be available 
to God. And it's actually liberating when you when you can let something that should be finished go ahead and finish, which I'm guessing is what happened with you in that situation that was frustrating you. Yes. Yes. I had to I had to step back and I had to say, this is not good for me anymore. And it doesn't mean that 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 thing was even bad right. or you know, it's it's not a negative thing. It just says this is not who I am anymore and I've got to move to the next place. Time. Yep. And it, what's funny is I think if those of us have been around long enough, you you can look back on those seasons where things were frustrating and it was time to go into a new season and you can kind of see it a little clearer now. You can go, yeah, it was time. <laughs> it just took me a while to realize it at the time because it's hard when you're going through it to see it, and which is why having godly people in your life, whether it's a spouse or close friend, pastor, counselor, something, can actually help bring us some clarity uh, and, and give us permission to, to finish a season or start a new season or, or to stay in one where we're developing, you know, which may be tough as well. All right. I want to show people the book again. This is Your New Now, Nikki Koziars. If you go to the website, it's going to ask you to pre-order. That's because the book actually comes out tomorrow. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're ahead on this one. So if you're watching this not live, it just means it's available. So wherever you get books, you can pick that up. Help you just kind of walk through this with a godly perspective. Nikki, I want to give you the last word. I appreciate your time. This is You've generated tons of chat. Evidently, this is you, you're hitting a nerve which you probably know by now, uh, which is good uh, to help people. But I want to give you the last word. Thank you. Um, well, you know what? Here's the thing. Just because we are in a space in our life between what I call no longer and not yet, uh, the one thing that we can remember is that we still belong somewhere. And uh, I think that that feeling of I just feel so lonely right now. I just feel so lost right now. I just want to validate that over you. If you're feeling that today, uh, that is a very normal feeling mm. and it's OK to admit that. Um, but as your friend now, hopefully you think of me as your friend. I don't want you to stay there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love you enough in the Lord to say, come on, let's do the work through this together. And let's get into this trench and dig our way out and find a way for you to thrive again. That's good. And don't forget, there's a little testing you can get at the NikkiCoziars.com. There's the URL right there for you. So be encouraged, whatever season you're in. It's at the end of the day, I always go back to trust in the Lord in all your ways and don't lean on your own understanding because we don't always understand it. Just in everything, just acknowledge him. He'll, he'll direct your paths, and he's a good God. You can rely on that. So wherever you're at, be encouraged today. If you'd like to encourage someone else, hit that share button. And if you haven't hit like, follow, or subscribe so you can see more of these good interviews and get more encouragement. Just ask you to hit that button. Come back. We'll see you again next time. Check out NikkiCoziars.com. Looks just like that. That's the new book. There's the website. Take the transition test. And we'll see you again next time. Nobody can prevent you from doing the will of God.